Welcome to Voice Power, the podcast all about bringing the power of voice for your business or personal needs. You will hear how voice increases your positivity and creates amazing opportunities. Your host, Earl Thomas, The Voice, will share his vast experience on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Welcome to Voice Power, episode 24 of season 3. My very special guest today is an experienced businessman. He uses his experience to coach other entrepreneurs to the steps to success. Marshall Stern is first and foremost a husband and father of two young adults. Employing a work-life balance plan to achieve this vital aspect to home and business life. Over the past 35 years, he has started and led several small businesses and published his first book in 2009 titled Now is the Time, The Stern Truth on Growing a Business in Any Economy. In 2011, he partnered with leadership expert John C. Maxwell and became one of his certified leadership coaches, speakers, and teachers. CEO and founder of Marshall Stern Leadership, Marshall believes that leadership is the key to business and life success and fulfillment. He is passionate about helping business operators become business leaders so that they can have a business of freedom, joy, and live the life they deserve. I have consistently experienced with Marshall's direction, connect and collaborate, a meeting with business owners. There is great discussion on business topics and opportunity to introduce our business to the group. Marshall is active in providing business owners with a variety of growth experiences. Biz Tip of the Week, the seminar Create, LinkedIn and YouTube posts, on several occasions being encouraged in my voice business with one-to-one Zoom meetings with Marshall. Often he comes up with suggestions to try new areas for business growth. Marshall is a very good listener and demonstrates supportive empathy in encouraging myself to success. Recently, his group Momentum has improved my business's finances in a remarkable way. Momentum focuses on success through accountability. It is with great pleasure and anticipation I welcome Marshall Stern to Voice Power. Welcome, Marshall. How are you doing out there in Richmond, B.C.? Oh, Earl, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Really good. It's uh, really sunny, but it's getting a little cooler in the weather. At Voice Power, we discover how our voice and life encourages others. Now, since I've known you, and I have lost track of how long it is, you've been a very encouraging voice of wisdom and direction to my voiceover business. I know your business experience is at least 35 years, and I'm looking forward to discovering where your love and success in coaching originates. Thanks for your willingness to share your experience and wisdom. In 1990, you held a position with BCLC, BC's Gambling and Entertainment Company. The position was inside sales. Tell us your responsibilities and how much you enjoyed the work. Back then, I was in charge. Of, well, not in charge. I I had a territory. I was inside sales, so dealing with all the lottery tickets, you know, the scratch and wins. 
Mm-hmm. So all the, the Gold Rush, Blackjack, they're still around uh, selling those to all the different lottery ticket centers. Because it, it was a good organization. Still, They're yeah. still thriving. And, yeah. Yeah, it was a good organization. The first Gold Rush I ever scratched, I won $10. Yeah. That's, I, think, I don't think I've won anything more than that. Now, at that time, did you expect or want to be a business coach? No, no, definitely not. It wasn't even, I mean, back then, this is 1992, 93. I don't even think there really was business coaching. Really, mm-hmm. people didn't know what it was. You know, Tony Robbins was starting to come out at, at that point about sort of like life coaching, but no, definitely there was no. I always enjoyed helping people, and I never realized that that's really where my career would take me. Did your volunteer positions with the Richmond Jewish Day School uh, influence you towards becoming a business or leadership coach? If so, how did those experiences influence you? It's actually the reverse. Um, I I actually got involved. My kids ended up going to school. I got involved with the school because I got I got hooked on leadership in around like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. Uh, John Maxwell is my my mentor, uh, leadership guru in the states, in the world really. And then I became one of his um, leadership coaches, speakers, trainers, uh, 2011, and I got involved with the school, maybe 2013, 14, on the board. I'm still on the board. It's been 10 years. So yeah, 2013, uh, just to help make a difference. That's a catchy uh, phrase. Hooked. On leadership. Hooked. Hooked. Oh, I, I should write that down. Seriously, it was hooked. It, it was hooked. How did your experience and successful work-life balance being foremost as a husband and father and your two of your two young adults? Could you define what work-life balance is and how did you experience a successful work-life balance? Uh, Earl, you were asking some really good questions. Work-life balance, I think, is something, it's setting you, it's a philosophy that people came up with, someone came up with probably whatever, 20, 30 years ago, probably even longer, but it was talked about 20 years ago. And it's, some, it, it's, it's something that I believe can set people up for failure easily, this thriving or not thriving, striving for work-life balance. And what I mean by that is I think we have to, my, pro, my company is really, it's, my program is called Business Life Mastery. Right. And it's all about work life balance overall at the end of the month, at the end of the year, at the end of your life, for sure. At the end of the day, there's not always that work life balance. You want to have balance over a period of time. Some days you're going to have to put in more, more work. Some days you'll have more free time, family, friends, community. But at the end of the week or at the end of the month, whatever it looks like for you, you want to have that, a little more of that balance for sure. For me, um, family comes number one. Always, no question about it. I've for 29 years or for the last 12 years, I've run two businesses, wrote a book, raised two kids. It's prioritizing. One of the things that uh, John Maxwell talks about in his book, 21 Year Fuel Laws of Leadership, is the law of sacrifice. And that law of sacrifice states it's the it's the giving up of something of a lesser value for the attainment of something of a greater value. Quick example, when I was studying to be a leadership coach um, back in 2010, 2011, it was a lot of work, a lot of studying, a lot of um, exercises, that sort of thing, conferences, seminars, and I had to give up certain things 
I had young kids. I didn't want to give up them, but I, I'm a huge, I know you're a baseball fan. I'm a huge hockey fan, huge Canucks fan, although I'm from Winnipeg, huge Canucks fan. And I had to give up. I remember I had to give up watching a lot of the games that year when I was in the program studying uh, to be a, to be certified uh, because it, that was a lot of sacrifice. I'd sacrifice hockey or TV really in the end is nothing. You should sacrifice that anyways for your goals. But I remember specifically thinking, okay, I cannot watch this now because this is more important. This is the priority. On the reverse side, I remember doing one of my first group programs in 2012. I had 10 people in it my first paid program and my son had an emergency, a medical emergency. And I remember it was a no brainer. Like it just, that's more important, right? Again, sacrificing something of a greater, lesser value for attainment of something of greater value. Um, and that's how I've done it. Just it's what it's prioritizing. It's being clear on knowing what your why is in life, what your what is like, what you want to be your legacy, if you want to call it. Where, where you want to go, and living living it every day. Uh, I have a 21-year-old, almost 21, 21-year-old daughter, 18, 19-year-old son, 18-year-old son, first year university for him. And your and your wife, what, what do they think about your business? So do they, they have comments? So you're, you're working too hard, Marshall. Uh, please. please. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, my, my, honestly, that's another great question. My wife early on would catch me and say, you're working too much. You're not present. And I actually, at the beginning, when I was so involved, when I got so hooked on leadership, and this is a true story, I stopped being a leader for my family and I stopped being a leader for my other business because I was so in the now and so in love and hooked on leadership and my new journey, I was forgetting the important, the other things to a certain extent. My wife was the one who would catch me and kind of shake me up. Get me back on track. Um, and my daughter is probably my biggest fan. So she's always supported me, uh, even early on when I wasn't sure. She was always the one supporting me. That's wonderful. Nice. Yeah. It's wonderful to have that, that support. I felt your support and many other you know, friends' support. Nice. Yeah. And we need that, right? We need people to believe in us, not, not, not blindly believing in us. You know, if we're not good at something, it's your close friends should say, you know what, maybe something else might, it might not be right for you, but if you're passionate about it and you have an aptitude for it and it's, it's in you, then we need that support, that guidance, that encouragement. And, and I really know that I start believing in myself more and more and more good to have self-confidence and growing and confidence and encouraging others on the journey. Oh, I was just going to say hundred percent. In fact, I think the more we support others, it comes back tenfold. The more we encourage others, the more, uh, yeah, hundred percent. In your LinkedIn, uh, January, 2012, you have listed unbusiness and leadership coach, trainer, and speaker. Very interesting. You list unbusiness. Tell us your experience and thinking on unbusiness. Okay, so you've done your research. I um, I actually call myself not in out there in marketing or anything, but um, I refer to myself as a leadership coach in disguise. And the reason I say that, and it's kind of as uh, a segue into the unbusiness. I think too many of us in business think too much about systems, 
processes, financials, HR, the, 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 the stuff, right? And not enough about some of the other things, which is what I call the unbusiness, which is our mindset, our leadership, our actions, like what we're actually working on, where our energy is, where our focus is, the people in our circle, all of that. So that's where I got the unbusiness. I have this assessment I do with people. It's an unbusiness assessment. And it's kind of eight different areas that people don't normally in business think about. And if we can work on those and improve those, and not just in business, career, like any, any in life, and even our personal as a community member or parent, if we can work on those, we will improve just even just a little bit. And you said eight areas, didn't you? Yeah. Can you name them off? So you know some of them because we talk about it all the time, right? Like, so we're talking about the why, like the getting the clarity. We talked about that. We talked about that in momentum and really everything. It's all about clarity. Uh, getting clear on your why and your what and your why why you do what you do what you want what you want your life to look like um and why you want that mindset leadership actions we take right where we're i mentioned it a few minutes ago where we're putting our focus our energy um our inner circle our overall financial picture right not just necessarily from a, a revenue standpoint but also from a personal income standpoint. No, it, it's really, honestly, it's, 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 it's evolved over time, but it's really a matter of just stop focusing on uh, the, the whole idea. It's hard to explain. It's a circle. Okay. Unbi the assessment or the business, it's a circle. It's, and our business is a circle. And we're usually in the center of the circle. So the idea is, Stop having all these different departments focus, you know, if you have a company of staff in, that, in different departments, finance, marketing, HR, so on and so forth, sales, uh, operations, we're always in the center as the business owner. And we have our hands in every little piece. And we're always, that's what we're focusing on. And we're not focusing on the bigger picture. We're not focusing on the vision. Oh, vision was one. That was, that was one. We're not focusing on the vision. We're not focusing on our inner circle. We're not focusing on ourselves. Self-care, that was another one. I didn't I did forget a few. So this is basically replacing us in the center with the clarity. The clarity piece is everything. And then sort of branching out from there and focusing on all these different areas and not forgetting any of them because self-care is critical. The people we surround ourselves is critical. Uh, our mindset is critical. They flow together. They work together. They work together. And they build off each other, mm -hmm. right? So it's really all about having crystal clarity. It's a process. Why we're doing what we're doing, what we want to achieve, who our ideal client is, then the how, right? How are we going to do all? Gain clarity, and that is a process, but also then taking the action steps. And having the mindset in order, the proper mindset to take the right action steps and then being consistent and then taking care of ourselves and slowing down. You find that when you're done a day, this is what I find. Well, I got everything done. I checked everything off. Then I go down and get, sit and watch uh, a Major League Baseball playoff game or a, or a game. Oh, did I write that down? And, no, I, and then sometimes I go and look, oh, yeah. And then I, I look at my list sometimes. Oh, I put that down twice. In other words, the question is, how hard is it to turn off work? 
Another great question. You hit it on the ballpark, Earl, as in a baseball analogy. There are different thought, different uh, schools of, of thought here. For me, it is difficult. I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, why would I lie? I'm gonna be completely honest. And the reason it's difficult is because I really love what I do, and I'm so like it's me. Yes, it's it's in my it's and it's in my heart, and you know, my wife doesn't really understand that. Like she understands it's in my heart, but it's like, well, just you know, let's just take a break, take a break. It's like, I, okay, okay. So I do take a break. I meditate. I end up falling asleep for a few minutes, but I do meditate. I know, I know, I know the signs. I know when to slow down, but to really turn it off completely, maybe for a couple hours, a couple days, possibly. But I'm creative. Like I just, I'm, and I, I just always have ideas in my head. So I'm always writing stuff down. I never really fully turn it off. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. We have this in common, I think. We're never bored, are we? Right. I'm adding to, I don't call it a to do list. I just have, a, I have a list. I put it in my phone or I write it down or I write it down, then put it in my phone as an idea. And I don't, don't act on it. It's just an idea. I could be in the shower where I do most of my thinking. Or, or going for a walk. That's where I get my ideas. You don't have a paper in there to write down when you're in the shower. <laughs> the shower thing, I don't. No, shower thing is like, I don't do that. But uh, yeah. What is it you enjoy the most in your coaching experience and why? There's a few things. It's the transformation. It's the insight. It's the aha moment, right? Sometimes there's tears. Sometimes there's complete silence. Sometimes it's not even in my coaching per se, but in, let's say I'm on social media and I'm posting, I like to post valuable content. And if I post something, it happens every now and then, someone will say, and I might not even know the person. They're in a, one of my Facebook groups. I might know of the, the name, that's it. And they might say, thank you, Marshall. I really needed that today. That's what I love. I might, might not be getting paid by that person. It's not about the money. It's about just the being of service and just making a difference. That's it, period, making a difference. And several times when we've had our one-on-ones, yeah. You know, you, you come up with, with uh, something, and it's something I never thought about before, but I, I pursue it and I work on it. Yeah. No, that's good. And you know what? And 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 following up on that, it might be maybe something that you thought of, or other people may have thought of, but or you know, it's sometimes we need to hear it again. Sometimes we need to hear it again, or from a different person, or in a different light, or you know, in a different perspective, or we're having a different kind of day, and we're we're more open to it. And I always say in in my programs, whether it's one on one coaching or my group programs, you'll hear me repeat things a lot. Because it might be the third or fourth or fifth time, and then it's going to be, that's when the light goes on. It's like, I get it now. Whereas you go to a seminar or something or listen to a book once, it goes in and it's like goes out. But it's when I repeat something, I really truly believe it is important. If it resonates with you, it, at some point, it will make a big difference for you. What is your experience with John Maxwell? And how did that certification influence your coaching? Did you actually meet him? Quick story. So I was following him. Read some of his books. I saw, saw watched a seminar of his, and then the opportunity to join his team came out. Because I guess I was on his list back in 2010 or 2011. If you can, if you can visualize, 
you know, the gates to the gates to like seeing the light, right? And it was like that, ah, and it's like it was it was a calling. And I sound like it might sound a little woo-woo, but um, it kind of hit me. And that's when I got because I got I was hooked already. And uh, I already had my sign business. I had my graphics business at that point for uh, 17, 18 years. And I wasn't, uh, there was something missing. I was doing well, but there was something missing. And I had to pursue this. And I couldn't even, Earl, I couldn't even put it into words. Okay. My wife still to this day makes fun of me for this. So when I told her about it, I didn't tell her face to face. I couldn't because I didn't know how to get, it was in my heart. Like it was in my, I was just alive for the first time in a while. I think I emailed it to her saying, this is what I, with my thoughts, because I couldn't get it, I couldn't verbalize. And she came to me and she goes like, what the hell, what the hell? you couldn't talk to me about this? And I just thought, I had to put it into words like now, because I didn't know how to explain it. And this is what I want to do. And she was on board. Then I met him after when I got certified uh, down in Florida, uh, amazing man. And he, he inspired me to continue and to, I, even at that point, I wasn't sure I was going to be a coach per se. I just knew I wanted to make a difference with other business owners. And I didn't know if it was just going to be through trainings or through just going around doing like the speaking circuit, that sort of thing. Uh, but I ended up sort of finding my own way and doing my own thing of what resonated with me. What influenced your, your coaching, that all that certification and everything? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and my first actual, it's interesting, quick, quick little story about John. Um, my first, they teach you a certain way to do it, right? It's kind of like their their system. This was back, again, this is 2012. Uh, and you have these, these mastermind groups. Uh, you start, you offer them for free in corporate. I don't work really with corporate now. I work with small business. But back then it was corporate. And you have these sort of, they call it lunch and learns. And you go in and you do these courses. You read one of his books. It was like a book club. And they give you the script. So I remember I had eight people. I was at a big financial firm in Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, for eight straight weeks. I'd go there at like 12 to 1, teach them, and we'd go through this book. And I was reading. And about week three, you know, I was re- I actually had the binder. I still have the binder. And I was like, okay, well, John, in chapter five, John says this, blah, blah, whatever. And one of the pers- one of the members of this group said to me, can I just stop you for a second? I said, sure. They said, you know, we like the book. We like John Maxwell, but we're not really here for John Maxwell. We don't want to hear what John has to say. We want to hear what Marshall has to say. And that changed everything. I no longer became the John Maxwell coach, right? A lot of people are, and that's fine. I started doing my thing using some of his, uh, a lot of his philosophies, but also my own experiences. And being my being myself, and that's what made a huge difference for me. It must have made a difference also meeting him. I understand because I did win that book when I was out in Richmond, and you were having right. the John Maxwell book. I understand before uh, he was a pastor, and then he became a uh, an inspirational speaker and wrote books. Is that- yeah, he's written like like ninety five books now. Uh, oh, I think the first forty were probably basically like Christian based books. And then the last, whatever, 50 or so. I mean, you know, some of them are small, some of them are big, but he's, yeah. I mean, he goes around the world. He's trained leaders in like hundreds of countries. And he's an amazing man. He's built an amazing business for sure. And he's, he's shaped 
he's one of the people who 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 has drastically shaped the the person I am today in my teachings. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why did you write your book in 2009? It's a rather long title. I don't remember the title. Something about the stern truth. Your name kind of really yeah. goes with your book title. Yeah, it was now is the time. The stern truth on growing your business in any economy. I just had fun. I never really did much with it. I think I sold three books. My mom was one of them. What's that? See, are you being humble? Three books? I- no, I am being humble because it was maybe not even three. I'm exaggerating. It was two. I, I just, I had a lot to say. Um, that was my sort of journey into, I guess, uh, before I even knew my journey into helping other entrepreneurs. I actually, I remember, I, I forgot until now, I had a website. I think it was called Four Pillars or something. And I had the book. Um, and I, that's, I just wanted to make a difference. The internet was just really 2008, 2009. Internet was just really like for learning the info, I guess they call it the info information age was really taking off. And I thought I could make a difference with people then. So it was, it was basically broken down into different four pillars of how to grow your business from the experience. And we were just coming out of the 2008 crash, but I really did. I didn't market the book. It didn't sell too much because you didn't market it. It didn't sell too much, yeah. I still have people calling me, trying to get get me to give them thousands of dollars to market it. One day I'm going to write a new book. It's available as a download on my website. Well, I guess I'm going to split into two offers because it really depends. If you're in business, if, you have a, if you're a business owner, or you, this might be of interest. So I have a program called Momentum, which I launched last month. We meet two times a, two times a month virtually. And then there's a third get it done hour. Masterminding, coaching, mentoring, collaboration, plus there's weekly training videos. So if anyone's interested in that, they can reach out and have a chat. If they're not in business or thinking about getting into business, I would just be open to offering a clarity session. You know, even if you're in a in a job right now that you're not really fulfilled in, want to know what it's like or what you should do. You have a passion for maybe something else, might be your own gig. You want to have a chat about it? I'm open to that as well. Just reach out to me. It's great. We'll have the information in the show notes. Can't believe the time is coming almost to an end. I've enjoyed our chat. So now, so has my dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anything you wish I'd asked or any final thoughts? No, I think you asked some great questions. Uh, final thoughts, I guess, you know, depending on where your listeners are at, quite a, a variety, like a wide scope of listeners, which is awesome. I would say I'd just like to give a tip. You can call it the stern truth, my my truth at least. Is wherever you are, like in your in your life, young, older, new in business, not in business, whatever, or, or not in business at all, like at all, like you're a student or working corporate, and something's missing. And you want to get it. And it could even be this could even be not could be your career, it could be personal. It's really, really all about taking small action steps. And it's not about goal setting necessarily. Goals are great to have, but most people don't follow through and do the action steps. Really get clear on what it is that you want. Surround yourself with people who can help you get it. And just every day, just something small. Do something small to move yourself toward. That's what I would suggest. That's a good word, Marshall. It's a good word to close on. Thank you for joining me here at Voice Power. You definitely have power in your voice and your life. 
Have a great afternoon out there in Richmond, B.C. Thanks, Marshall. Thank you, Earl, for having me. Thanks for tuning into Voice Power and subscribing and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Voice Power is the podcast that keeps you informed on how voiceovers improve your business and personal life. Earl Thomas, The Voice, thanks you for joining him today. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we look forward to you joining us next time. Thank you.